Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. How are we going to pitch Blue Apron? If we don't get on sponsoring our show, if we don't get every little second of us just quoting and singing and coming up with weird voices from The Office. What would Dwight's reaction to Blue Apron be? Hear about it. Please. Don't tell me about how coddled the modern home chef is. Home chef. I make the same thing for dinner every night. Boiled beets. Pony meat. Boiled beet stew and pony meat. Mm -hmm. Boiled beets and pony meat. That's his. That's a Dwight R&B album right there. <laughs> it's a very red plate. Hot I can't, I can't wait to find out meat. what. Can't wait to find out what this hog mama is. <laughs> that would be the hit single, Hog Mama, on hog Dwight's album. Hog mama, <laughs> taste it and see. Hot beats and internal pony temperature meat. of a hundred and three. <laughs> <laughs> Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly For your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office, by fans of The Office. I'm your host and your wife who does believe in ghosts, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James and I'm the popular social networking site known as Bookface. <laughs> and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Uh-oh. Looks like we're under a jacket tank. <laughs> and you on this day of fantasy are a laborer. <laughs> we were looking for kitten. <laughs> uh, every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week, Halloween. Oh, I love it. Halloween is tomorrow. If, the, if yes. you're listening to this, if the day it comes out, right? Mm -hmm. Which will be Wednesday. That's right. The thirtieth, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. October. We love the Halloween episode so much. So I'm really excited to dive into the costumes and mm -hmm. are you guys like me do you do you i mean obviously prepping for the show is different but every halloween i would usually just watch all the halloween episodes together it's a great way to to, to do on halloween day yeah to ring in the, the new before. year yeah, yeah. Absolutely. oh hell yeah <laughs> yeah celebrate the season yeah i yeah. i i love these halloween episodes i love all the holiday episodes that they have in the office it's just a fun kind of recurring thing that comes back every few seasons or you know every now and then and it's fun to see the characters express themselves yeah different costumes and stuff it's fun to see the office kind of change up in terms of theme and i don't know the holiday episodes are always like a catalyst for some sort of big plot event happening right so well the, it's and just the, fun to get the to see that. early halloween episodes i mean it just keeps ramping up from there yeah. the costumes get wilder mm -hmm. the you know it's it's a lot of fun uh, so of course there are four full halloween episodes Mm -hmm. In the office, season two, episode five, Halloween. Why did you put it off until Halloween? Because it's very scary stuff. <laughs> that, of course, is the episode where Michael has to fire an employee. Creed talks him into firing Devin. Undo uh, it. <laughs> Undo it. No, you'll be the guy who saved me. We'll fight this just like the old days. What old days? Quick shout out to uh, Dina who left us a voicemail. It's just basically calling yeah. out that like oh. that is a Creed centric episode. She's been totally. listening to our Creed episode, and I think I said there were no Creed centric episodes except that one. Mm. I, I, I'm pretty sure I said that because that's the only one he's really in the plot. But anyway, yeah, just a quick shout out to uh, Dina. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for calling in. Uh, it's season seven, episode six, costume contest. This is an amazing prize. I mean, I don't even want to give Pam a compliment because she's so. Uh, but she did a good job. I really want that coupon book. <laughs> Uh, that, of course, is the episode where the whole office is in a costume contest. Pam has organized. Uh, there's even some costume changes in that episode. A $15,000 yeah. prize. Right. Grand <laughs> Wilkesbury coupon book. Uh, 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 what's Oscar's stats that he gives? You realize you'd have to spend two hundred over $200,000 <laughs> to get those savings. Stuff you don't need. Uh, Shove it, Oscar, <laughs> is what Angela says. 
Uh, season eight, episode five, spooked. I just got a text from Broccoli Rob. Boo, scared me. Then I got this text from Robert California. Looking forward to Halloween party. Expectations are high. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the profanity, Logan. Yeah. Um, that, of course, uh, the episode where Robert California brings his son into the office. We got a lot of... Bert. <laughs> Bert. Birdie boy. Yeah. <laughs> More evidence of, uh, of Robert California's obsession with Sesame Street. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's his own name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Robert. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> ours is a cultural ghetto. Wouldn't watch you agree? The street, Jim. Yeah. God, that's just uh, that's some great Robert California in that episode. Well, we'll get to it anyway. Yeah. As Season you were, Sean. Nine, episode five. Here comes Treble. I just I just started yapping about the old days, and I guess the wine coolers were flowing, and you know somehow things just got hinky. <laughs> and that, of course, is the episode where uh, uh, guest starring Stephen Colbert. Uh, here comes Treble. Actually, comes to the office. Uh, Andy's infamous acapella, acapella group. group from <laughs> Cornell. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I got you, buddy. Okay, so those are full Halloween episodes, but there are two episodes that start with Halloween cold opens: season five, episode six, employee transfer, and that's when Pam is at art school mm-hmm. and working at the at corporate. She's Charlie Chaplin. And she dresses as Charlie Chaplin, and no one else dresses up. And she's like, I can't take off my hat, because then I'm Hitler. She uses <laughs> grease paint for her mustache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other episode that has a Halloween cold open, season six, episode eight, Koi Pond. Some of you may not realize that there is a Halloween cold open, because on Netflix, they have removed that cold open from the episode. Scrubbed. Yeah, I think this wanted, we wanted this to kind of be our starting point to kind of take a different... We could easily recap what happens in each of these episodes, and Sean kind of just did. Yeah. But uh, I think we wanted to start here because it's kind of an interesting thought to think that Netflix can kind of influence the way that we see the show, right? Mm-hmm. So the opening to Koi Pond is uh, employees in the office have created a haunted house in the warehouse, and it's not a very good one. Daryl is pushing a bunch of kids around on a pallet jack, it's all these kind of lackluster vignettes of uh, Kevin pulling intestines out of Aaron and Daryl's trying to catch who, like say what everyone's costume <laughs> he's is. Every costume, right? Wrong. He's getting all of them wrong. He's like, I asked for a list. That's right. where the book face comes from, right? <laughs> Jim and, writes book on his face, right? right. <laughs> and then uh, Michael, though, making a hint that it's going to be really scary. He's going to do something really crazy, and so and Michael the, is the dick in the box guy. <laughs> yes, <from laughs> so <SNL>. inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, kids, for, I will see you later. Yeah, for a yeah. Halloween, uh, for a haunted house for children. Um, and it ends with like a light turning on and a chair falling down. And Michael is suspended from the ceiling with a noose around his neck and kicking and and uh, and uh, and he dies. He hangs himself. And then he and then he has a weird comment at the end about like suicide is not the answer. It's the easy way out or something he like that. He says that to totally the wrong thing to say too. Um, so uh, that, was, that was a new batch of Scott's tots. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so this aired on the on NBC when they aired this episode. So, mm-hmm. th- so technically, this is not a deleted scene, right? But the response was very bad. I think a lot of people were like, "This is kind of this is a very tasteless." <laughs> Michael comes out and says, like, how come Christmas is the only holiday that can have a message? (laughs) He has it in a little talking head. He is. Great point. Delusional. Great Scott. Uh, When Netflix put it on, they cut it from the episode. However, you can still watch it because on the office official YouTube channel, they have posted it. Yeah, they included the. It, there's like a Halloween supercut video mm-hmm. of different scenes, and they included that. Yeah, right, right. So for for whatever reason, it's too outrageous to put in the episode, but they still are sharing it on YouTube. I just found this super interesting as we were going back and preparing for this episode to think about all the different Halloween episodes and the way they kind of featured the holiday. Uh, and I remember like going back to Koi Pond and like, I think maybe you had sent over a list, Sean, and I was going through and like I didn't see anything in Koi Pond when I rewatched it, and then. 
you know, digging into it, I was like, I totally remember yeah. Jim as Bookface. I was like, I, I remember yeah. that airing. I don't remember Absolutely. that as a deleted scene, yeah. you know, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael, the whole, I remember that whole thing, but like, you don't see it on Netflix. And it's just interesting the way that, you know, I watch the show on Netflix 99% of the time when I watch mm-hmm. it. Every now and then, deleted scenes pop up on YouTube or Facebook or some other social media thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but Netflix, you know, that's, I watch it on my phone, I watch it on my computer, whatever it is. And uh, it's interesting to think that the way that they cut and recut the show can really change the way that you perceive the show, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, you know what would be a great Halloween treat. I'm wondering is if once the once the office does go to NBC's own platform, will they include all the deleted scenes as an optional? That would be really nice. That would be really nice. Just right there. That That would be pretty cool. I mean, it'll probably be behind a paywall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Trick or treat, yeah. And I will pay. Mm -hmm. Um, I. What do you think? I mean, is it is it that he hangs himself, or is it what he says after he hangs himself? I feel like that combination of both. Well, sure, yeah. (laughs) On one hand, this this ties back to the Dundies. I think it's the Dick in a Box outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. And add on to all of that. Like he's yeah. hanging there in the boxes yeah. right there. It's it ridiculous. Is. But it, it it's kind of a callback to uh, and I hate to be so morbid with this, but in the Dundies, season two, episode one, he talks about like, you know, people come home with the Dundies and the neighbor is like, Hey, I never see anything like this. You know, I've never recognized the work. A couple of days later, we notice a weird smell coming from the neighbor's house. Our neighbors hanged himself due to lack of recognition, right? <laughs> That's where he got the idea probably yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah. There's also when they're reading through the suggestion box and and uh, he yeah. reads the one that's like, we need to uh, right. have more uh, better outreach. Resor- yeah, for, for yeah. people with depression. And uh, Phyllis Tom. Tom. She put, well, she- and to just bring it back, this is the most Michael Scott thing that could have happened is, you know, that critics and the people who are actually viewing this decide it's way too far over the line. Right. It's not tasteful at all, and it needs to be pulled. And yeah. maybe the other part, too, is that it kind of just ends right after that. Yeah. You don't see the fallout mm-hmm. of everyone's reaction and corporate reprimanding Michael and all these other things that we normally do see when he makes a mis- when he does something stupid. Mm-hmm. Of all, there's a lot of scenes you should cut that are too offensive from <laughs> from Michael right, Scott, but yeah. but this one just happened to be very disposable because it doesn't yeah. have to do with the episode, and mm-hmm. you know it worked. But uh, I'm still glad you you can watch it on YouTube because. Just seeing all the everyone in costumes fun, right? Like all the just the different iterations that, that people take, and like I don't know. Oh, there are some fantastic costumes in in this very fast uh, cold mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. Um, but we can get into that in yeah, a bit no, later. One other thing I kind of noticed going uh, through these Halloween episodes is how it kind of traces Jim and Pam where they are. Granted, you're just taking kind of a random cross section of different seasons, but in season two. Um, we see Jim and Pam working together to kind of prank Dwight, right? Mm-hmm. We see their Air 5, which is kind of a famous Jim and Pam yep. moment. Oh, um, yeah. Kind of a gif you see pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, you know, after they've kind of come up with this opportunity for Dwight to take another job, Pam says to Jim, you know, you should take that job in Maryland. Yep. You know, you're the one who deserves this kind of promotion. And Jim yep. is kind of conflicted by it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think that's like, a, you know, Jim and Pam, are, are their energy is so different. Um from in costume contest in season seven where we have Danny Cordray, right? And they they yeah. spend the whole time cornering yeah. Danny to try to figure out why he didn't Timothy ask Oliphant. Pam on another date, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's that moment where <laughs> a really unique moment between Danny Cordray and Todd Packer in the kitchen. Yeah, where, that's right. Where Todd yeah. Packer is sitting with the bag of... And it says trouser mouse. He's yeah, crossed out it's fingers. It's right? that gimmick where like, if you were a kid and you went to a Halloween party, you stick your hand into things... And, right, it, and right. it'd be like brains and it, there'd be jello in there and you can't grapes see. his eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So then there, there's all these things lined up on the counter. And then at the end, he's holding a bag over his over his crotch. He's crossed out fingers and written trouser mouse. Trouser mouse. And Danny says, I don't think this is going to work out the way you think. And Todd Packer goes, I don't think you get it. Right. <laughs> and then Jim he's comes in. He's as a pregnant nun. The two, the two traveling salesmen, Danny and Todd. Uh, but Jim comes in and he continues to hammer Danny and why he didn't ask Pam out again. Mm-hmm. And Danny is trying, I mean, to kind of gracefully pivot and kind of be mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe her fours looked like something else or whatever. He yeah, says. yeah. He messed up the number. And, uh, and Packer is like, Albert, you looking for someone to bang your wife? Because <laughs> <laughs> so like Packer has no context. He's just sitting there love, watching this happen. I do kind of like you t- Todd Packer. 
usually commands the room in a certain way where mm. whenever he walks in, it's all about him. But he's very much just in the background in this episode, and I really enjoy that. I think that. it's his only line in the episode. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, because yeah. he also tells the joke in the conference room. Oh, the yeah. Witch, the witch and the broomstick. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Right. Which is also, you know. Like, Why do vampires water skin like Yuri? Wait. Yeah, wait. <laughs> that's a great um, I, You know, I, that's, I, that episode... As far as their relationship, it it feels really weird, like what they're doing. Like to to Daniel Cordray's credit, he does a very it's very diplomatic in trying to just like give them a good reason, but they yeah. keep invent, they keep like pulling on it until it gets to the. I thought she was a dork, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I love Pam's reaction to it. Yeah, she's oh, like, she, she's wow. so good. Like, oh, I get it. Thank you. It's <laughs> yeah, over. She's like, but she adds starts know, acting super. She's weird. definitely thinking about that. Yeah. Last well, day. excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Excuse me. Uh, but just to continue with Jim and Pam, right? Yeah. There's that moment where Jim says to the camera, he's like, I just don't get it. How do you not call a dork like that back? Right. Mm-hmm. It ends with kind of that sweet flip on Jim and Pam. Um, and he then puts you... the costume on. Fine. Oh, yeah, that's he right. is not a costume I guy. Okay, 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 okay. Spinach yeah, in yeah. a can. It's one of the most endearing. And, oh, and little... my hero. Yeah. yeah. She does the Aww. thing. And... Well, yeah, what is... Uh... Sweet Pea, as yeah. CC is Sweet Pea. But if you move on to Spooked in season eight... Uh, they have the whole thing where Pam talks about seeing the man in black mm-hmm. and Jim is like, you can't seriously believe in ghosts, right? He's trying to chase her down on that. And it kind of plays yeah. out in the, in the full view of everyone. Right. Uh, Jim like prank calls her and mm-hmm. Pam is like, I'll draw you a picture. And she draws a middle finger, shows it to Jim. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I think at one point Meredith is like, get a divorce. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in season eight, it ends with that kind of uh you know, it's just Jim and Pam, and they're they're having a kind of a conflict, but it's still kind of a fun conflict. Right. And then you go to season nine, the Here Comes Travel episode, where Jim decides to invest ten thousand oh, yeah, dollars, the full yeah. investment amount, and Pam is kind of uh, can't. Pam starts out by saying, "You know that uh, startup company that Jim joined but didn't tell me about, right? Uh, like that's why Jim is not in costume." Mm-hmm. And then Pam says something to the effect of, uh, "Unless Jim has another secret costume that he didn't tell me about." Right. Right. <laughs> And Jim says, you're getting a lot of mileage out of this. And Pam says, well, you better get used to it, right? Mm -hmm. And then at the end, you know, Pam is using Monster Mash as a metaphor to really go at Jim for investing this whole... You you had to, Jim? You have to sing Monster Mash or whatever it is? (laughs) So it just illustrates different levels of tension, right? Yeah. Season two, there's kind of a romantic tension, kind of a more playful tension. Yeah. Season seven is them working together almost, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And season eight, there's, there's a less serious sort of conflict around ghosts. And then season nine is kind of the, the marital drama that we see play out over the course of that season. But, Ooh. Yeah. And well all, said, and, Edwin. And all of those, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. and all of those are, I, 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 most of those are B storylines. Like those are mm-hmm. none of the A ones, but you're right. It's sort of, it's sort of always in the back. It's a backdrop to all these episodes too. Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, all in the other episodes, all the main storylines are still like pretty major. They're, none of them are really throwaway plots in no. terms of their people discovering, uh, either who they are with Andy later in the show or Michael um, really just having to struggle with, with a choice uh, Mm -hmm. either firing somebody or, you know, Daryl getting credit, um, you know, for his idea to have drivers in the costume contest. So it's all these sort of people butting heads and trying to sort of figure out how to deal with a tough situation. Mm. And then all of it's happening in a silly outfit. So it just like, Mm -hmm. they really use that trope well of having serious moments, you know, while Michael has a second head on his Mm -hmm. shoulder. Um, And so they, I mean, that happens in season two and then they just sort of keep that joke going every time Halloween happens. Right. Right. Even like with Andy, with his, uh, uh, Oh gosh, no, never mind. I'm going to take it back. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say like Andy, when he has his hard ass hat on, but that's Christmas. (laughs) Well, he does have a hard hat on. He does have a hard hat on. Yes, I love one of <laughs> my. You. Now that now that we're talking about Andy, one, maybe my favorite, one of my favorite Andy quotes in the whole thing is in the season five uh, employee transfer cold open where Andy mm-hmm. is dressed as a kitten, and he walks up to Jim <laughs> and he just goes, "Sweet stoom, dude." <laughs> After he meows, he goes, right. yeah, and he kind of rubs up on the back right. of and, Jim. Yeah, he's, <laughs> we were looking for kitten, but then the way the camera follows Andy's butt walking away from Jim <laughs> is so funny because they're just trying to convey what's in Jim's eyeline as he picks up the phone. He's like, "Oh, what's up, New York?" Right, and he's yeah. talking to Pam. Yep. But it's just an, a really well shot little moment. Oh, but that's so funny. Andy has a couple that. like that. Sweet stoom, dude. Clutch cream run, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clutch cream run. Bro. <laughs> Back to basics. Yeah. yeah. It's got some good ones. Um, one thing I want to bring up with uh, just going back to sort of season two, mm-hmm. the first 
Halloween episode. Yes. They're big. I mean, they called it Halloween. You know? Right. Um, Michael having to fire someone. That is is one of the best plots, uh, I think, in, in the first like few seasons of this mm. show. Because it's just the last possible thing Michael as a person wants is someone to really hate him. And that's why he spends so much of the episode like asking people, how would they react if I fired you? He, right. just, he, he wants right. any way to do it and not be hated by it. And it, it, it just it goes so horribly wrong. And everyone else is having a great time in costume. Right. And it's one of the first times in the show that we've seen these characters express themselves with something else. This is early in season two. Yeah. And Michael trying to navigate it, uh, all while wearing a second head on his shoulder. I, I, we talked a little bit Definitely. about this in the party planning committee episode, I think. Yeah. We've probably touched on the Halloween episodes a little bit. Well, there's an element of the camera following Michael around. I mean, this is season two, and it's pretty early in season two, right? Yeah. So naturally, the storyline is very Michael-centric. It's very much about Michael avoiding responsibility, very much about Michael talking to Jan, right, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of putting his own foot in his mouth time after time. And there, there's something that I noticed where uh, the camera sort of follows Michael. You know, At first, he talks to Pam in uh, his own office mm-hmm. uh, about having to fire someone and Pam deflects by being like, your costume is so funny. Yep. And I love how he says he has to order it and he had to order it in July from a catalog. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. means like they have to take molds, they have to take pictures of him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and the other little detail that I love so much about that paper mache head is their ties match. They have the same tie. That is <laughs> true. Yeah. Such a yes. great detail. Mm-hmm. But anyway. It's a very oh, well-made yeah. paper yeah. It's a very well-made paper mache head. Mm-hmm. It's hard but to do. We see Michael go to accounting and say something, you know, hey, uh, I need you guys to find, you know, full employee's salary for the grand plus benefits and the yeah. numbers, right? And he even makes fun of Oscar, showing your true colors before we know Oscar is gay. Right, right? yeah, yeah, because he's dressed as a woman. Right, and uh, I wish you, bet you wish you could wear a dress every day. Yeah. <laughs> what are you implying? Yeah, but, That's, <laughs> but right after that, he goes to the kitchen and he's talking to Kelly and he, again, says something really offensive about how she should be dressed like Bennett, like Beckham, right? Mm-hmm. But it almost follows Michael around. In that mm-hmm. sort of weird way. And I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting where it normally bounces around between different characters to kind of tell right. the story. Uh, it follows Michael on one hand being offensive, but on the other hand, Everyone, not knowing what mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. yeah. The, and it has a great, it's just like, you have to do this by the end of the day. So there's yeah. a, there's a, a ticking clock on Michael, that whole episode. Um, and I wonder too, and maybe this is reading too much into it cause it's Halloween, but it's almost like every one of the Halloween episodes is all about like confronting some huge fear. Uh, I mean, literally in season eight, you have Robert California walking around. <laughs> yeah, out. yeah, trying to figure out what everyone's what greatest, everyone's greatest fear, fear is. is. And then he tells a whole story that just involves all of those right. elements. Yeah, right. And even, you know, and then you get like in season nine, Andy has to, like Andy's whole identity as part of this acapella group is questioned when he gets undercut by Broccoli Rob. And he, <laughs> he's really struggling with like, who am I if I'm not this, if I don't have this, if I'm not George Michael doing the solo. Like, this is me, and he doesn't get to do it. He says, that is that is when I became me. He literally says that. Yeah. And then Aaron, at the same time, is like, well, do I think it's kind of pathetic to be trying to relive all these college days? Yeah, but, you know, I'm trying to be a supportive girlfriend or something mm-hmm. to that effect, right? Um, oh, I think I wish so badly, though, that Stephen Colbert could have actually been in that episode <laughs> yeah. and not been, like, yeah. video conferencing the whole time. Mm-hmm. I love you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so serious. <laughs> I, there's a great quote in season seven from Kelly right after Michael impersonates, dresses up as Daryl, right? And Daryl's, and Michael says, as Daryl, hey, it's cool, man. I work at the warehouse. I'm cool. I'm hip and I'm jive and I don't care about nobody. Do you know who I am? Happy Halloween, jerk. Right. Michael, were you really dressing up like someone? When has that ever worked? Yeah. Never. Never. Right. But then Kelly cuts in and she says, could you for once just let us enjoy a party instead of making it about all your issues? Mm-hmm. What a perfect self-aware what moment a salient to kind of cut through yeah. the same sort of repeated cycle we have seen, not just in the Halloween episodes, but in the Christmas episodes as well. Or even like uh, the Valentine's Day episode, right? Where Michael in the blood drive episode in season five, where Michael makes it about him. And the fact that he's single on Valentine's Day or whatever, mm-hmm. every every one of these episodes ends up being about Michael, right? You even think of uh, later on in season seven when he puts his he puts the Santa hat in the punch bowl, yeah. and he says, "And yep. later, when I am ruining everything, you're going to wish I was on your side." <laughs> yeah, uh, but it cuts straight from that Kelly quote to the costume contest. It's a hard cut, and it just kind of you kind of kind of relax and just kind of have fun with the characters in the office mm-hmm. without having to worry about Michael mm-hmm. and Daryl as much. I mean, oh god, really quick note on Michael dressed as Daryl, something I noticed for the first time on this watch through uh, on his, when, when he starts talking about it, you can see on his neck, there's two black smudge marks. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think it's, oh. I think it's implying that Michael 
was starting and considering <laughs> to do blackface and then decided not to. That is, I noticed that too, and I did not think about that. I think I think that's like that why else would he have that on there? Yeah, I just think to myself, where did he get the wig? Right, <laughs> right, yeah, such a right. bad wig and an extra Daryl shirt. Dwight, since he has a wig of everybody in the. Oh end. yeah, that's true. <laughs> it looks a lot like D- Dwight Stanley wig. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, I wonder if that wig has ever been used another time. How how different too are the responses from Kelly that in uh, that season two Halloween episode. He's like, you should be bend it like Beckham. And she's like, oh, yeah, because she's Indian. I guess I could do that. Right. You know what I mean? Back then, like people uh, used to just like, her. yeah, right, right. Not people used to heads. just like, yeah. you know, not tell him off. And then, you know, compare that to co- uh, the, that part that you were bringing up where mm-hmm. I think it's a costume contest, con- seven, costume yeah. contest uh, where where she tells him off right in front of everybody. So mm-hmm. um, and, and I. <laughs> Earlier when we mentioned Oscar in the season two, episode two, I love like this little moment where Oscar is leaving the men's room and Ryan is like, oh, you have your your dress, your dress is tucked in. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, oh, thanks. It's like it's such a real moment. It's not like kind of this really like cartoonish comedy that we get later on. Um, It it still feels very much like. Season one it's into very sort of dry. original BBC office moment of yeah. just here's something that happened off to the side. It's a moment that doesn't necessarily develop the plot, which right. I think as you progress later on in the series, that's uh they try to really pack it in. Yeah, well in like I mean, okay, this is a different show, but you know, um Trey Parker writing about South or talking about South Park in that documentary, I think it's six days to air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's talking about how you like write a script and how you can't have like you have something happen in the script and then it's because of this happens, therefore this happens. Right. And you can't have it where something happens and this happens. Like there has to be this element of causation, right, mm-hmm. um, to drive the plot forward, right? Mm-hmm. And early in the season or early in the show uh, in The Office, you have a lot of moments that don't really exist for that particular reason. You have moments where the show kind of breathes, mm-hmm. right? I'll give you another example. I think it's in the Christmas episode or in one of the birthday episodes, but there's a moment where Angela's trying to throw out a tablecloth and like spread it out, and she just can't get it to work, and she just turns to, I think it's Ryan, she's like, are you going to help me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the whole moment, right? right. It, it doesn't contribute to the plot. It's just right. Angela struggling to spread out a tablecloth. Mm-hmm. But uh again, it's it's to your point, it's a moment that doesn't necessarily develop the plot, but it is kind of a funny, unique slice of life moment. Right. I have a quick note I found and this relates to what you're saying as far as just a, a little moment that doesn't have to do with anything else. Um I think I said a while ago in the Cafe Disco. Okay. There's a scene one of our all-time favorites. Yes, the only the only scene without a cast member in it, where the two warehouse guys from Vance Refrigeration go, "Hey, there's oh, girls, right. up, there's yeah, girls yeah. in there." I was wrong, because in Halloween you get a shot of the guy cleaning up the cobwebs in season two. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just, I love that cutaway because <laughs> it's it, it technically counts as its own scene, and right. it's, there's no cast member. It's just the just the cleaner. Yeah. So that yeah. that is the only other one. So maybe there's two. I love that part because I thought that was the only one, but. Maybe there's more now. I'm guessing myself, but anyway. Um, I love the little moments like that where you get to see the cleaning crew. mm -hmm. There's that one, I want to say it's in St. Patrick's Day in season six, where uh, the cleaning crew comes in playing their music really loud. They're like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) They have to back out, yeah. Uh, yeah, Also, when they talk to him at the fence. I was going to say, yeah, Oscar, come on. How do you even know they speak Spanish? (laughs) Why is Halloween on The Office so much fun? If if, If we can boil it down to... One reason. Costumes. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look. It re- is. Like, when we were talking about themes, I just, I love the way that the characters get to express themselves via costume. The fact that they get, and when you see it again and again and again, maybe three or four times with these different characters, mm-hmm. we get to see them express themselves very slightly differently mm-hmm. the whole way. One thing I was kind of interested in is that Jim is three-hole punch Jim in season two. Phyllis is like, oh, that's so clever, right? Or that's great. Yeah, okay. But then as the show goes on, his indifference to Halloween is like much less charming. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. By the end, it's like, come on, man, just wear a costume and have some fun. Well, like, I mean, they're spending like, some of them are spending hundreds of dollars on Dwight, their costumes. When Dwight calls out the three-hole punch gym, and he's like, he spent $129 yeah. on his Sith Lord. Yeah. How did he manage to spend $129? It's a plastic lightsaber and a cloak. his lightsaber was like $45 or something. Yeah. The white face paint that we see him in. <laughs> yeah. Grubs. Grubs you. Yeah. 
that's one of my favorite some of the best camera moments in, yeah. in the show right there yeah just perfectly framing him so mm-hmm. his his whole like face is covered like yeah. the emperor yeah beautiful stuff um one quick little costume thing too i found in season seven we we do get a quick shot of bob vance in the background oh yeah with as dirty think, harry as oh is it dirty harry oh what did you i think thought he was, was maybe jack nicholson which calling to uh I found a list next that season, said but I think you're. I think you're right hair. now that you say that. That actually makes more sense. Yeah, could easily be either one. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> it's just yeah, whatever. Uh, also, in season two, the hobo clown worn by Devin when he's fired, uh, worn later by Toby. That's right. That's true. Gets reused. And Meredith in the right. in the season six thing, she <laughs> says, right. "I'm a hobo." Right. Yeah, there. that's right. Uh, another costume that gets repeated several times is cats or kittens mm-hmm, in, sure. in much season, like real life in season two episode five halloween uh pam is a cat angela is a cat and phyllis is a cat phyllis mm-hmm. is a cat somebody else is a cat yeah 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 i think and then angela repeats her costume uh in season nine she says <laughs> she says uh to pam or in season eight she says to Pam, she said, can you believe I'm wearing my same costume from before I was pregnant? <laughs> and it's literally the same costume. It's a white it's cat. It's the same cat. Yeah. Phyllis was never a cat. Phyllis was a witch. Oh, no. Season two. She's season a cat. Two, yeah, what yeah, am yeah. I talking about? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't look at that one. I love in season eight when Andy, striking out today. Andy is screening the costumes. Andy says, I've decided to pre-screen all the Halloween costumes this year. I have three simple rules. Don't be offensive. Don't be cliche. And don't take the first two rules too seriously. <laughs> And then he still vetoes Kevin's cost, Planet of the Apes costume. No, well, the he, one who sacrifices himself to save the rest. Whoa, spoiler alert! <laughs> Vetoed. He vetoes his, uh, he vetoes uh, Phyllis's costume, but she wears it anyway. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. also calls out Stanley as the chef from South Park. And he's like, <laughs> just so some chef. chef. Oh, chef. <laughs> um, I love recapping these episodes with you. I don't want to like eat it all up. Because I want to talk about something next Halloween, too. However, to wrap this up, we have all selected our... We had our own costume contest ranking the costumes of The Office. Yes, we we did. We each picked a first, second, and third. uh, You also picked your least favorite, right? Well, yes. I I also picked my least favorite, as I often do. You would. Like to come in with some negative... Negative reviews. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit of something down. Uh, but um, why don't uh, why don't we go around third choice, third place? Oh, my third place goes to Pam as Rosemary from Rosemary's Baby oh. in Koi Pond. It is a very good costume. She looks just like her. That's a great. Such a quick flash. Koi Pond has so many amazing costumes. I know. I didn't pick any from Koi Pond just because, like, it's just. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get seen enough, but mm-hmm. you know what? I can't argue with your choice. It's a it's a great one. Uh, Edwin, your third place costume. Uh, Dwight is a Scranton Strangler. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. It's like his greatest enemy, where he's like Scranton Strangler. You will be caught. He was caught not by us talking about Knights of the Yeah, Bay. right. right. He's like, what do you mean? It's better to have your phone clipped on the outside of your belt than for quick access. Uh, Hello, nine one one. The Scranton Strangler's inside the house. Inside, inside the, the house. house. Right. <laughs> I. You mentioned earlier how much like Dwight. It just presents that people like Jim's three hole punch Jim. Mm-hmm. What's great is on uh, like Ranker, one of those websites. I was looking at the top costumes, and three hole punch Jim just killed Dwight again in that ranking. Oh, people wow. voting, so <laughs> even on the internet, he's winning. Three hole punch. I mean, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a legendary costume. I mean, totally. people talk about it all the time. Uh, Alex, my third place. Uh, I'm going from season seven costume contests. It's it's really simple, but it makes me laugh every time I see it, and that's Aaron in the monster mask. <laughs> she has that horrifying face that's like yeah. melting off mm-hmm. and it's really a terrifying mask. Yeah. And the fact that the most bubbly, least scary person, which I say would be Aaron, <laughs> is wearing it. I, it just it just and gets that, me every time because she's always framed in the background with that big jaw just hanging down. Yeah, and she's still being kind of like ditzy with it yeah. on. Like she can't figure out how to hang up the phone. Yeah. And then she just... Because she's and looking like through one her, eye. Like, 
Yeah, you can't see her face though, and it's and then she just sits on it, <laughs> and her voice is still the same, yeah. and I can tell she's smiling under there. It's just it's hilarious. I love as like a counterpoint to that, or like as a to reemphasize yeah. the monster mask on Aaron, and think about it in Spooks in season eight mm-hmm. when she's trying to make the party more adult, and she yeah. has two sort of roost that she goes to. Number one, she goes to Gabe for the the horror yes. film. And the moment where Gabe la- sits back and he's like, ha, ha, he laughs to himself. Ah, oh, so funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Aaron shows Cinema this. Cinema of the unsettling. Yeah, he, she shows this movie and everyone is like, no, 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 no. And then she's like, I'm sorry, maybe we need to take this party in a different way. And she's like, this is called Pecker poker. It's the game of cards that gets you hard. She can't even (laughs) say it. Like she's choking out the words. They're blurred out all of the cards that she has. Yeah. Everyone is, uh, she's such a trooper. Also, when she's held under for bobbing for apples for so long. A moment. Two. I ate two apples. A moment that made it into the opening credits. Oh, yeah. That's true. It's a good moment. Uh, Second place. Pick. Second place. Edwin, pick. start us off. Uh, Nelly is sexy. Toby. Yeah, that's a great nice. in that's season great nine. Man. I just love that she was the only person who dressed up as somebody else <laughs> in the office. Like I think that's such a fun little thing to do. You know. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Toby's reaction, the way he stares Makes at me her, so yeah. uncomfortable, and walks towards her, and oh man. There are moments with Toby and Nelly where he really clearly feels like he's in like some old, like where he whips off his glasses really dramatically. Yeah, that's kisses right. her, right? He's been reading a lot of romance novels. Yeah. And then at the end when she shuts him down, he like bashes the bouquet yep. like against yep. the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's in that episode, in the mm-hmm. Halloween episode. Right, right. and then right. season nine, mm-hmm. yeah. Alex? Uh, my second place award is going from season nine, Here Comes Trouble, and that is Stanley as Usain Bolt. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's really quick. I, I had him in, in. I have a list of honorable mentions. Yeah. And he is on there. But yeah. just just the image of Stanley there as like an old fat Hussein Bolt <laughs> is so funny to me. Yeah, um, he's the least. He's just wearing the gold medal person and a, in the office. And a Jamaican Olympic yeah. jacket. It's simple. It's funny. I love oh, it. That's a good one. It's self aware. It's great. My second place was Gabe as Lady Gaga. <sighs> And Gabe is dressed like Lady Gaga. (laughs) So I I I told her. The way that that word catches in his throat. (laughs) She breaks down like a robot on the runway. And then at the end of that exchange. Do you think that I would let this happen again? Finish it. Come on. No way, Jose. (laughs) And then he leaves and he goes, you gave <laughs> I will say that uh, that was my first pick Lady Gaga I have a different oh, one oh damn case, all but, right well, um, you'll have to... but 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 why why do you like that one? Oh, I mean he's I mean obviously Gabe is so <laughs> odd looking he's so square the, so... he has the funniest body for that costume in case you and can't read so... my pup up a poker face yeah, yeah and it's like maybe one of her most outrageous outfits too mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh also reminds me of the moment when, when Dwight and Michael are looking through the window at Gabe and Kevin talking. That's oh, what do you think yes, they're talking yeah. about? Dwight says, well, probably the extremes of the human physique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went it's over like a, your head. No, he went behind my back. He went over your head to, to go, go behind, behind your, your back. back. What is taking someone from behind? <laughs> is what Michael says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's your first place winner? In the MSPC All right, costume my contest. My first place winner in the MSPC costume contest is Oscar Martinez as Sarah Palin oh. in the Koi <laughs> Pond cold open. I thought you were going to say rational consumer up. for a sec. It is. It's why I didn't even know. I was like, who is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, it's good. It's really good. It's, it's really good. Yeah. You bet. He's holding an axe. Yes. You <laughs> betcha. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I haven't thought about. Wow! Yeah. All right. I was just, I was just so impressed, and it just made me laugh. I, I mean, I will admit, like I, I went back and watched that scene from Koi Pond, and I had never noticed it before. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's a good one. Edwin, what about you? Number one overall pick is Two Headed Michael. There is yeah. no, yes. that, yeah, that is the one. That's you know? a great, yeah, yeah. Where he talks to him on the shoulder yeah. with Dwight, <laughs> and then he brings it back in the Diwali episode. So funny! I love that he brings it back, and Carol comes as the cheerleader. Yeah, and he says, "What? Michael, you said this was a Halloween party. What does this look like to you?" (laughs) That's an Indian woman wearing a sari. (laughs) Uh, 
I I'm not overthinking this for me either. I I really like two out of Michael, and I have to go with Creed's Joker. Um, oh yeah, nice. Not only is it legitimately terrifying. Let's put a smile on that face. Like he inhibits it, the character well. His hair is perfect for that character. Damn it, Creed! Or whatever I've been wig. Up since four. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like Halloween in real life, multiple people wore that same costume. Right. Oh yeah, he clearly did it the best. Although Dwight's is really good too. It is a nice joke on the like. Everyone trying to do the topical thing. So sometimes yep, exactly. you go to a party, it, mm-hmm. you think that you've come up with the most topical thing, and then there's three mm-hmm. others like, yeah, there. Yeah, I just, uh, it's just a fantastic costume. It has been especially fun this Halloween with the Joker movie out in theaters mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And to see like office memes come back with the, all of them, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of like the Dark like, Knight Returns. The best Jokers, and they, they'll put like Kevin in there right. or something. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Honorable mentions. Uh, Dwight with the pumpkin on his head from Here Comes yeah, Trouble. Yeah, that's, I can't believe we didn't mention that moment. That's one of the oh, best so cold funny. opens. You know, like, we don't talk about season eight and nine as being very classic, but, like, there are some moments that really hit me hard as far as yeah. making me laugh, and one of those is for sure is Dwight with the pumpkin on his well, head. Well, I loved, uh, we did get a message from somebody who sent us a photo with uh, that they had done the pumpkin on the head. Oh, yes. And, yep. <laughs> and I think, Edwin, it was you who responded, like, don't worry, it'll rot off in a... <laughs> yeah, it'll rot off in a couple months. <laughs> That's right. It was my own fault. I never should have scared Aaron. Yeah. The scene, the shots that they have of Dwight in the conference room meeting in the front, raising his hand, yeah. sitting alone in the break room, yeah, yeah. walking across the parking lot in his suit. With his briefcase. Like, yeah. It's so funny. I yeah. love, too, that it's like Jim is presenting all these ways to get the pumpkin yeah. out of his head, which are obviously like too extreme. Mm-hmm. And Dwight doesn't think anything of that. <laughs> the force, he hits the, the pumpkin with the baseball bat so hard yeah. and all the warehouse guys clap. <laughs> And then the way he he takes the chef's knife out of the drawer in the kitchen, and the yeah. way that he casually flips it in his hand, yeah, right? and just goes at him. And Dwight's no, no, no. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, Kevin is Michael Moore is oh awesome. yeah. Um, just what just, are you trying to say with this yeah. costume? <laughs> I'm trying to say that I look like Michael Moore. Just I love, plays into himself. It's great. I love Kevin as Charlie Brown. I think that's so also funny. Great. Oh, yeah. And Kevin is Mister Incredible. Oh, oh yeah, with the Dunder Mifflin on his. May, yeah. I wonder if that was a copyright thing. They didn't get a deal with Disney for him to be Mister Incredible, so they slapped a Dunder Mifflin mm-hmm. sticker on his chest. Um, Aaron as Wendy is just really yeah. well executed. <laughs> she's yeah. she's, she's on, the perfect person to do it. It's awesome. She's on mine. Yep. Aaron as Fiona from Shrek in Koi Pond is an mm-hmm. outrageously good costume. Another costume that is like she must have spent hundreds of dollars on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim and Pam's friend Steve is Asian Jim. Oh yeah, <laughs> not a Halloween costume, right? But, <laughs> but uh, Gabe and Kelly and Toby as the skeletons. Oh, I yeah. love that moment too. Such a like, great little dance. Where Robert California's like, "Did you plan this?" And they're like, "Well, Toby and Kelly did." But and, they, and yeah, Gabe's Gabe, like, yeah. "And I overheard." What does he say? Do you know? He's something like, "And I overheard," and I thought that sounds like fun. I'll yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had Stanley as Usain Bolt in my honorable mentions. Uh, Meredith as Black Widow, and here comes Treble. Kate Flannery as a stunning figure. <laughs> I'll just say that. I love Dancing with the Stars right now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. I love when Dwight hits her with the big net. And she's like, stop bagging my head. Right? <laughs> it's really a throwaway line. Well, and she's like, don't dog catch me. Right. Yep. And there's a moment, I think, in season five when uh, in the blood drive episode where Michael's like, how do we get all these single people together? And Dwight says, like a big net, like a giant net. He's <laughs> like, no. And, and it turns out Dwight has a giant net. Yes, he does. <laughs> that he can use to catch individual people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really. I had two least favorite costumes. Mm hmm. One was Nelly as Sexy Toby. Why don't you like that one? I think that's so funny. Oh, here we are. I don't know. Get out of here. I don't know. I think maybe I I don't I don't I didn't come with enough to back that up. You don't find Toby sexy. That's okay. I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Pam is Doctor Cinderella. Doc, yeah. What what is that? She, what is that? <laughs> she explains it. Cece's really into princesses, so Pam dresses up as one that she can like aspire to be oh yeah. i i've missed i have missed that every time <laughs> even on this rewatch so she could anyways. have gone as princess unicorn that would have been a yes different, a different spin on it yeah my horn can pierce the sky 
I well, have, oh yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I have two more moments from Halloween okay. episodes okay. that I just want to call out oh, because okay. I love yeah. them so much. Number one uh, is when Dwight is sitting on the couch and My Jim is. <laughs> I thought I had gotten rid of that one, but I didn't. Uh, well, Jim is about to leave for his important investors' luncheon or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Dwight is sitting on the couch by reception eating noise, and he goes, "Hey Jim, I'm eating you." Mm-hmm. And he just and, and Jim just says, "Shut up!" And he closes the door behind yeah. him, and he goes, "Hey Aaron, I'm eating Jim." And Aaron goes, "Hot!" Like she laughs so hard, like Does she, she has gets to, up, like pee or something? yeah. They, she leaves a little trail of pee next to Dwight. Oh my god! If you look closely, <laughs> really? oh my yeah. gosh! And oh she's my like, "Stop god. it! Stop it! Stop it!" And that's when Dwight finds the anti-anxiety pill, right? Right, right. right. Uh, but just the the way that Aaron laughs really hard is so out of character for her. Mm-hmm. And I, I really hope I didn't go too hard into the mic when I made my no, Aaron no. laugh. <laughs> but uh, but the other moment I have, and this is just a throwaway line, but it's it's in season seven. It's after Daryl and Michael have that moment where they kind of make up about, you know, mm-hmm. having good ideas and going directly to uh-huh. Joe. Uh, and... Uh, you know, Daryl's sitting in his office with Andy, and Daryl says, you know, sometimes it feels like things are better down in the warehouse, you know? And Andy says, when I was a freshman, I worked at the student newspaper, the Cornell Daily Sun. This was at Cornell. I had to write an op-ed column every day, Bernard's regards. And Daryl says, this was your freshman year. And Andy said, I had asked myself, do I have big plans here? I didn't, I, did I want to become, I didn't want to become editor of that paper. So I got up and rocked, walked right out of Walter Bernard Hall. <laughs> Which is like clearly his grandfather. Yeah, right. or something. And that's when I heard eight male voices singing unencumbered by instruments. I just love. Unencumbered by instruments. I just love when uh, Andy says, I had to write an op-ed column every day. Bernard's regards. Bernard's regards. <laughs> that is, hey. That's a great trivia team name yeah. right there. Ooh, that is. That's yeah. a really good also one. Also a great Twitter account. This yeah. was your freshman year? <laughs> <laughs> Daryl's so good. Yeah. At just so good. Like we talked about in Daryl's episode, how much he sets people up for mm. really good mm-hmm. jokes. That's a good good example. What do you have under your shirt? It's a ream of paper. I thought you were going to hit me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> McGruber. <laughs> well, let's move on. We have a... Question from our listeners. What you got? Yeah, so this message uh, came from Amy from PA on Facebook. Thank you so much for sending in uh, this message. Um, This is just a quick question that we took from her message, but it's just, what swag do you guys have from The Office, if any? Um, She says, I bought my husband the Dwight Bobblehead doll, the Fun Run t-shirt, and the World's Best Boss mug. Just curious. So, Mm -hmm. I'll put that to you guys. What office Mm -hmm. swag do you have? I don't have any. Bro. Yep. Yep. Do you want any? Yeah, I know Edwin can give you some. Yeah, He's got Christmas a lot. is right around the corner. Yeah, Ooh. I would love some. I got two T-shirts. I have a, just a basic Dunder Mifflin T-shirt. Uh, it's baby blue. It's just it's a, you know it doesn't oh, fit yeah. that well. It just I says think Dunder Mifflin. It just yeah. says Dunder Mifflin. I, you wear it around the house. Mm-hmm. But my other shirt, which I really like, is the Dwight is the Shroot Farms T-shirt, which nice, just like has it. a nice big beat on it. It says Shroot Farms. It's a great T-shirt to have because it kind of blends in. Um, you can look at it and not realize what it is, but if you look closely, an office fan's going to go, nice. Yep. Shroot farms. Those um, are the money beats. Those are the money beats. <laughs> that, that's, I think that's actually, those are the only, that's the only thing I have. Wait a minute. You have the board game. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's right. Well, technically, Ryan, my fiance, who also runs our... Your petite fiance. Mon petit fiance. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, who runs our uh, social media and does all our graphics? She bought the board game at like Goodwill. She found it, what and a it's find. yeah. And we have yet to play it. Actually, we've only done we've used some of the cards for trivia occasionally, mm-hmm. but I think that we need to play the game. Yeah, Timmy, interrupt. I just I just thought. Thank of that. you. It's no, like, yes, I you do. Totally anyway. forgot about that. Yeah. How about you, Edward? Well, don't worry. I have some swag. <laughs> as you as you might yeah, expect, swag. you know uh, when. Uh, when I was in high school, and you and you guys knew me in high school, right? Mm-hmm. I had this Dunder Mifflin like full zip hoodie. It just had Dunder Mifflin like mm-hmm. on the uh, mm-hmm. like on the pocket kind of hit, and uh, I wore that a lot. Um, let's see. And uh, I had a world's best boss mug for a while in college. I don't know whatever happened to that. Mm-hmm. I have a the stack of post-it notes um, that says Dunder Mifflin. This is Pam. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Dwight <laughs> magnet like to do list. That oh, I had wow. forever. I remember seeing that in the fridge. Yeah, well, when we, when we were roommates. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're we, so specific. Yeah, it had like it was like tasks, time wasters, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really sad when I actually ran out of that pad because it had been with me at so many different houses and been <laughs> on the fridge. <laughs> I also have a series of little magnets that I bought, like mm-hmm. 
Some of them just are, you know, pictures of Michael and they say the office. There's a couple others that are like scenes from the fight, you know? Oh, nice. It's like yeah. Jim and, or not Jim. Yeah, uh, yeah. Michael when they're and Dwight in their karate fighting. gear. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think. I have like a bumper sticker. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have anything else. That might be it. Honestly, all your DVDs alone. Oh, yeah. They got the DVDs. Are just, are really a collector. <laughs> yeah. Item. I used to yeah. get them every year. They would come out on DVD. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what an age. What a time to be alive. If you, yeah. got, if you out there have anything interesting, I, you know, I know there's a lot of shirts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I'm sure that there's weird little things that NBC would drop or like, you know, I don't know if there was ever like a Happy Meal toy or anything like that. I'd oh, love wow. to know what sorts of weird things are out there. I would love all set of office characters in Halloween costume. That'd that would, be a great set of little figurines. Awesome. Have, I mean, they Magnus. recently came out with the pop figures for the mm-hmm. office. Um, I would oh. love to someday get the mugs with the faces and the stars, you know? Oh, yeah, that yeah, That would be great, sure. yeah. What office swag do you want that you don't have? I, I mean, a hoodie would be nice, something mm-hmm. like that, something... Yeah, I'd like some, like, actual office supplies. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd like something I could use... Um, some kind of some some pens, uh, maybe a stapler. As far as clothing goes, I'd like a good hat. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good office hat. I mean, oh, you know, what would be fun would be mm-hmm. the the pink ones that Andy has. Oh, out. DM does yeah. GB. <laughs> DM does GB. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a hat I'd like. Yeah. So when I think about office swag, I kind of wish I love the things that I have, but I kind of wish I had something that was a little more permanent. Things about clothes are great, but they wear out, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I kind of wish I had a Dwight bobblehead or oh, something yeah. like that that you can put on a shelf and just kind of. I keep would love. You know what? Yeah. Actually, I just realized I would love a Dundee. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great. Mm-hmm. I would like to have a Dundee. Yeah, holding the briefcase. Yeah. 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 Spicy curry. Yeah. Fine work <laughs> award. Don't go in there after me. Yeah, that's the one I want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bushiest beaver. I just squatting. Yeah. Yep. Let's it's take it to trivia. Some trivia. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. It's time for some trivia. Now, on the show, we usually, if we're doing episodes, we're going to do trivia from those episodes. Mm-hmm. I know you just recently watched the Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I'm not doing trivia about that. I'm Good. doing trivia about regular old Halloween, the holiday. Oh. We're going outside of the oh, office whoa. for this one because okay. it's Halloween, you know? Oh, okay. Let's have some fun. Ready? Nice. I have 13. That's right. 13 questions about Halloween. Oh, that's a spooky number. Mm-hmm. Number one, the first jack-o'-lanterns were made out of what? Coconuts, pumpkins, turnips, or watermelons? Now, I want you guys to come to an answer together. You two have to come up, agree on one of those answers. Uh, turnips doesn't seem right. No. Co- Again, it's coconuts, pumpkins, turnips, coconuts or seems it's too small though. Yeah, and it'd be hard to carve. Yeah, watermelon. I think would it's be either easy. watermelon or pumpkins. It's either one of those two. I think it's. I think it's pumpkins. It is uh, Halloween. There are trick or treats in there. I'm gonna go with yeah. All right. All right, pumpkins. pumpkins. The first jack-o'-lanterns were made in Ireland out of hollowed-out turnips. Okay. Whoa. A piece of coal was inserted into the hollow, and the lantern, by lighting the coal, oh. was meant to guide the way of poor old Jack, who wasn't welcome in heaven, but was also barred from entering hell for tricking the devil. <laughs> anyway, so turnips <laughs> okay. it was. Uh, ah, when, the Antichrist. Jack yes. oh, yeah. uh, When the <laughs> Irish brought this tradition to America, they apparently decided that pumpkins were way easier to carve than oh, turnips. Yeah. I bet. Um, number two, in what century did the practice of trick-or-treating begin? In the 1900s, in the 1400s, in the 1800s, or in the 1600s? I think it's the 1800s. I don't know. I like that. Let's yeah. go with it. 1800s. 1800s? I don't think they did fun things before the 1800s. In North America, trick-or-treating began to develop as a Halloween tradition during the 1920s, but the mm. European tradition of going house-to-house collecting food goes back to at least as far as the 16th century. Dang. Britain and Ireland, there were many accounts of people going house to house in costume on Halloween, reciting verses in exchange for food. I'm wondering if this is because the season is around harvest time, so maybe there's extra food at this time. Oh, okay. So people actually would go around begging for food, Mm -hmm. which then became a tradition. And then it was like, like, what are you going to give me? Yeah, now give me some Snickers. Trick or treat. Mm -hmm. Number three, which of the following is not a term for a scarecrow? A galley bagger, a doodle sack, a tatty bogle, or a booback? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Give them to me again. A galley bagger, a doodle sack, a tatty bogle, or a booback? Tatty bogle sounds. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm with it. Let's go. Taddy Bogle. Uh, there are a wide range of alternative names for scarecrows, including uh, Hodmadod, Mermit, Hayman, Gallybagger, Taddy Bogle, Momet, Mockin, and Boobock. But Doodle Sack is an English word Dude. for bagpipes. Oh. From base to point, what is the order of colors on a standard piece of candy corn? From base to point? It's, yes. It goes yellow, orange, white. Dang, nice. Yellow, orange, white is the progression really of standard candy corn. Yeah, I just realized how weird that is. <laughs> yeah, nice. It really should be orange, yellow, white. No. Uh, which of these Halloween films was not directed by Tim Burton? Beetlejuice, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Frank and Weenie, or The Corpse Bride? Frank and Weenie. No, I don't think that Nightmare Before Christmas is Tim Burton. Oh, is it produced by? Um, I mean, all those other movies are Tim Burton, for sure. The Nightmare uh, Before Christmas was produced and conceived by Tim Burton, but directed by Henry Selleck. Nice. Who also yeah. directed Coraline, James and the Giant Peach. Ah, sure. Stop motion is his thing. Great movies. How many colors of M&Ms are there in a normal bag? Five, six, seven, or eight? Right, Brown, red, green. Blue. Blue, yellow, yellow, orange, orange, six. Nailed it. Well yes. done. What was the most popular Halloween costume in 2004? Was it a witch, Spider-Man, George W. Bush, or Napoleon Dynamite? Spider-Man sounds. I don't know if Spider-Man's right. Napoleon Dynamite can't possibly be. It might be George Bush. Does it count if you just put on the latex mask? <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. According uh, to the National Retail Federation's Halloween Consumer Intentions and Action Survey, the most popular Halloween costume in 2004 was Spider-Man. Oh. Was um, how many witches were burned at the stake in the Salem Witch Trials? Zero, 12, 20, or 33? Oh, I thought it was more than 33. Uh, tw- uh, 25 or whatever. 12? Was, was that middle number? 20 or 12. The answer is zero. None of the witches put to death at the Salem Witch Trial. Tri- you tricked us. Were burned at the stake. All were executed by hanging, but one who was pressed to death. Oh, what a brutal time! Uh, they what really f- didn't need to come up with different way. They could have just picked a one way. I know. What phobia do you suffer from if you have an intense fear of Halloween? Phasmophobia, Wiccophobia, Halloweenophobia, or Samhainophobia? Mm. Phasmophobia, Wiccophobia, Halloweenophobia, or Samhainophobia. I feel like it has to be Halloweenophobia. <laughs> <laughs> I like Halloweenophobia. It's a good guess, but it is Samhainophobia, which refers to Samhain, which is the ancient Celtic festival off which Halloween is based. Okay. <laughs> the North American Halloween, of course. It's, right. Yeah. Well, um, that, that's actually the holiday that I recognize. Mm-hmm. So I can't believe I didn't get mm-hmm. that. Uh, what monster is pictured on the flag of Sicily? Is it a sphinx, a minotaur, a medusa, or a vampire? It's uh, it's a lion thing, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's a sphinx. So, sphinx. It's not. It's a medusa. Uh, it's surrounded by oh. three bent running legs and three stalks of wheat. It is the weirdest flag. <laughs> look up right now. Uh, look up the flag of Sicily. It's bizarre. Okay, okay. Who, which of the following died on, who of the following died on Halloween night? Harry Houdini, H.P. Lovecraft, Bram Stoker, or Mary Shelley? Lovecraft. Yeah. You know, it was Harry Houdini. Uh, one of the most famous musicians who ever lived died in 1926. Magicians. On, what did I say? Musicians. Musicians. <laughs> well, one of the most famous mathematicians. He was an incredible was bassist. Yeah. Um, Why is Jim treating the magician <laughs> poorly? poorly? Thank you, God. He, he died from appendicitis. He was... Because a, a week earlier, he invited some students from a college to visit him backstage before a show. And one of the students was like, is it true that you can withstand any hit to the abdomen? Uh, yeah. He's like, yes. And the guy just hit him like five times yeah. without bracing. Yeah. Three-hole punch. Yeah, because he <laughs> yeah. needs to flex first. Yeah. And, uh, and then he, he, his appendix burst. That's, so, and he, uh, that's messed died up, died a week man. later. That's sad. I know. What could have been. He had a real career ahead of him. Uh, what is Dr. Frankenstein's first name? Is it Abraham, Igor, William, Victor, or Toby? Victor. Victor. Uh, it is Victor. Very good. <laughs> and finally, what dictator? Toby Frankenstein. Which, which dictator was sworn into power on Halloween night? Was it Benito Mussolini, Mao Zedong, Adolf Hitler, or Joseph Stalin? I'm going to go with Mao. Mao Mussolini. Edwin gets it. It's Mussolini Dang. who became the youngest Edwin prime minister Stone. in Italy. 
and October 31st, 1922. Blood alone moves the wheels of history. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please know that you can hit us up with questions and comments. We have email, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. Pictures of Halloween face- costumes. Yes, we would love to see what you wore for Halloween this year. We would love to post it on our Instagram story. We're on Instagram and Facebook, Michael Scott Podcast Company. We're on Twitter, at Michael Scott Pod. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we have a phone number, 503-694-9314. Call us and leave us a message. We love to play them on the show. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who runs our social media and designs all our artwork. And to Open Signal Community, Community Media Center in Portland, where we record our show usually Although we are back in the OG studio in Alex's kitchen tonight, which is really nice. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three of us kitchen up about the office. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. No, do not sing that. Do not. Oh, he reminded man. us today of how much he means to us. And we certainly seem to mean a lot to him. So without any further ado, here's an old treble classic. If I could touch your body, I know not everybody got a body like you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.